welcome back to the Arrow panel. This is episode number 28. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Buzzard, a.k.a. James McGarren. I'm Dalton Runberg, a.k.a. Blue Chows. I'm Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. And I'm Craigs. No, I'm Omid, a.k.a. Demo. And I'm at Bromead. <laughs> However, Craigs may be starring in an upcoming movie. We just heard Craig's <laughs> DDR special. There's some interest. This is a uh, uh, straight out of the line from Hollywood that there's some interest about a DDR themed movie, and uh, I'll tell you what, we can't be more excited about this. It's going to be amazing. I mean, if you, if you look at what Hollywood has done with game properties in the past, all of the all of them have been amazing. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. like classic oh, movie. Oh my god. We got Citizen with Kane as number one, <laughs> but we got no- Super Mario Brothers movie as oh number two. Uh, it's interesting your take on that, because I, I thought, uh, when I was picturing a DDR movie, I was picturing kind of like uh, maybe like a romance story or like a uh, I don't know some something else with like DDR is kind of a song. yeah no it, it's basically going to be remember the Titans yeah well, like like, the like way... it'll be shown in every high school like <laughs> class oh god I hope so but may, the, way, ex- oh, the way that Roger kind of described it he he was kind of it's it's kind of sounds like he want the DDR universe to be the the movie so like rage and... I mean what would what would I want what I would want is some kind of like interpretation of it hmm. like I I think. If we're actually talking about what we would want, I think if you look at the FP, like so, there's already three DDR movies, right? There's already three DDR related movies. Right. If you don't count Grandma's Boy, um, which <laughs> yeah, might DDR count. portion. Um, yeah. There's the FP. Uh, there's the the sequel to the FP, FP Two: Beats of Rage, which is not out yet. Which is ha- it has out. been world premiered, but it is not out for general yeah. uh, viewing. And there's also La Machina de Bailar, yeah. oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the, uh, is that the machine the, the, of dance, the dance machine, the dance machine. <laughs> yeah, and it's on Spanish, uh, and I think the whole thing's on YouTube. It's probably not supposed I to be mean, there, but look, you can watch it. I'm on a different level on you guys. Like what I'm expecting out of this movie is like, okay, in a world where one man is Chris for life, <laughs> yeah, like this kind of like I mean, melodrama. Like it would be it would this be sick. summer. It would be sick if it happens Chris. and it's good. Um, it might not happen. Probably won't happen because I think like basically what we heard about this from is some like you know Hollywood dirt website where they just kind of right. talk about exactly. all the concepts exactly. that are floating around and it hasn't been confirmed. Yeah. You know it's. I think oh, it's exciting though. Yeah, it's. It, it's, it's I, I think exciting. it does mean something because if you look at what's happened in the past year, past couple of years at least, uh, it seems like things are picking up for the DDR scene, and it's almost mm-hmm. like everything that happened before is happening again. Yeah, and maybe even bigger this time. Like the fact that anyone is even talking about a DDR movie in it's 2018. It's been twenty years, dude. It's been twenty years. It's <laughs> been twenty years. The fact that anyone's even talking about it. Despite the fact that there are no home versions out right now, um, is very interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that that with especially with the Ready Player One, there's people have a sweet spot now for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and so people remember true. like in in Ready Player One, they talked about like GoldenEye. They talked about um, you know old video games, arcades, and stuff. Well, that and, book is movie or just wa- walking living. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like yeah. I, I think that uh, whenever I talk about DDR with you know people who are not from the community. 
uh, who are not playing it actively today, they feel very nostalgic about it. Like, oh, I remember playing that, and I played it obsessively. Seems like almost everybody I talk to has played it. Like, yeah, everyone knows yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, Those are really good points. Yeah, I, f- yeah. I feel like it. They, they know that they can uh, anchor on that nostalgia, right? Yeah. It's like everybody's played DDR at least once, right? Yeah. It's like it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like it's in the zeitgeist. It's just mm-hmm. like '90s kids. They know what this so, is. So, yeah. so yeah. speaking of which, <laughs> you know? Omid's wearing a Space Jam shirt oh. right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about nostalgia. Yeah. Well, yeah. nostalgia. And, I mean, it, it, it you could have basically the Space Jam plot line, but like DDR. You could. Oh, my like, God. Or, and kind of mix it with like Ready Player One or yeah, something. Yeah, so they, the, they, the, like, uh, like humans get sucked into I mean, the world of I'd, DDR. I'd watch the hell out of this. There's there's so much to do with it. The, the premise that they talked about was... You know, it's set in an apocalyptic future where, uh, you know, the only way that they can humanity unite. can save be saved is by being united with the power of dance. Yeah. Which, Damn honestly, right. saying Damn. that just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think it would be sick if it actually happened. I think the FP has a post-apocalyptic uh, sort of vibe to it, and you know, I think just Dalton pointed this out the other day when we were talking about this, but the 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 word revolution kind of implies that there's some kind of, you know, gritty, mm-hmm. you know, kind of... Like uprising. uprising. It's a yeah. cyberpunk world. You yep. know, yeah. It's starring... And it doesn't uh, get more cyberpunk than DDR. But no. there, there really is, there's the romantic comedy aspect too. And I'll, I'll give you some, <laughs> I'll give everybody, our audience, our, uh, some, some listening or watching material. And uh, so there's actually a music video from, uh, I think the, the artist is called The Bird and the Bee. And it's called, it's, the song is called Love Letter to Japan. And uh, that's kind of like a, in, in sort of song form, it's about a, a love story uh, with a kid that plays DDR, which actually pump it up in the, in the hmm. video. But he's, they, they don't really talk about the game very much, but he's playing a dancing there's, game. It's also a, there's a, so a, much you could do. It's yeah, also a plot so point in a video game high school. Anybody, oh, that's right. If anybody's ever watched a video game high school. It's a plot point in tons of animes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How so, is there not a DDR anime? There needs to be a DDR sports anime. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just uh, DDR Media Empire. Get on it, Let's Konami. do it. Let's DDR do it. Media. Maybe we should do it. Wow. Turns out Crunchy we... rolls down the street. Yeah. We just go, go chat them up. You ever think about words that have never been said in, like, succession, <laughs> succession next to each other? Like, I feel like Dalton just nailed it with DDR Media Group. I've literally <laughs> never in my life oh, media, media Empire. Empire. That's right. I'm sorry. This is DDR Corporation DDR. on uh, yeah. Van Ness also. Yeah, okay. We we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. We're getting too hyped here. We're getting too hyped here. But just come on. I mean, this summer. But to transition into Chris, to transition into yeah, DDR in the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. So that we uh, we all just kind of came back from uh, the virtual self tour. Uh, Virtual self is a is kind of like a music project from uh, Porter Robinson, who is a I would consider a a friend of the DDR community, uh, since he's very much into Dance Dance Revolution. And uh, you guys were all at the show. We all had kind of a... We went to the show in San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had kind of our own posse of uh, DDR fans. Yeah. Was awesome. yeah. What did you guys think? Rolled up with we like, rolled like 20 deep. You no, know, there was like... Yeah. More? There was like 40, yeah. probably. Yeah, was... and, and we kept seeing other people with right. like DDR shirts. That we didn't know. That we didn't know. If you're listening, like let us know. Because, oh yeah, we saw at least like three other people totally. who, who were like, we don't know who this is. Yeah, yeah. Like who you are, but you're wearing a DDR shirt. So that's awesome. I mean, yeah, like, so we're, we're a Bay Area podcast, right? Like we love all DDR players. Yeah, wide, absolutely. But big shout out to the Bay Area community. It was really fun to see everybody. Oh, yeah. That totally. was super fun. And I, I think... It seems like the fact that that's, you know, that's happening. Like, he, he just did that tour for, I don't know how many cities he visited. And, it, and he played 
DDR music. There was, oh, yeah. you know, the DDR Extreme, like, uh, nonstop Oni Select oh, music was in there. Which is the best part. And, like, that's yeah. the most obscure one. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. also Ghosts and... Yeah. And little, bit, little bits of par- oh paranoia. God. So paranoia deep, that, things like that. So that Ghosts that it, like, made me, like... I'm conscious. Like, I, like, felt like I just passed out for a second. Yeah. And I came to, and I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, it's and, so good. Yeah, and, Qu- and Quasar, which is not in DDR, yeah. but it's classic. Oh, it's yeah. such oh, a classic yeah. song. C- classic Stepmania. Yeah, everybody who's played Stepmania has yeah. played the Quasar chart. I think what this means is I'll that in 2DX, lots so. of people saw that tour, and I'm sure a lot of those people didn't know some of this music, and they, you know, they go online, they search for the songs mm-hmm. and they're like oh what's this song from it's from this Dance Dance Revolution I remember yeah. that yeah. I actually I, I went and uh, looked up Ghosts because I wanted to listen to it and the top comment oh, o- yeah. o- on YouTube was like oh uh, Virtual Self oh. I just got back from seeing Virtual Self and he played this oh no kidding wow Vincent Demore is one of the best uh, producers in rhythm game history you like, mean for like for trance stuff yeah, yeah. like he like his music is so good. But I think that... Fly Away is such a good song. That ties into, you know, just like... The, it seems like a, there's a general resurgence yeah. in kind of early 2000s nostalgia. Yeah. And DDR is a big part of that. So I think yeah. we're all very excited about this. Uh, there's a Kotaku article about uh, one of the dance game players, Zopher, mm-hmm. losing a bunch of weight playing DDR. Yeah, he lost like 125 pounds. Yeah, and something. that that got spread out to a bunch of people. There's a lot of stuff happening because this is the 20th anniversary of DDR, and mm-hmm. so Polygon did an article, and yeah. you know, there's just there's there's a lot of stuff going on. There's and, a there's a warm kind of uh, response on uh, social media too, everybody kind of sharing their DDR stories. Uh, yeah, right hashtag on, DDR 20th. Yeah, mm-hmm. hashtag DDR 20th uh, on on the 20th Man, birthday. That was emotional. Oh yeah. yeah, that was super emotional. Yeah, reading P- through everybody, that was just very really positive. And, though, yeah, I, uh, yeah, just like it feels good to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Um, even if it is, like, a silly video game. Oh, there's nothing play. silly about it. <laughs> totally. Um, and also, like, you guys are bringing up such good points. Like, I think if you're also getting into this podcast for the first time because of all this nostalgia and resurgence, welcome. It's nice oh, to have yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this has been, like, super fun and super positive, like, the last, the last like, month or so. Really cool stuff. Yeah, like, seeing everybody's stories and, and, uh, sharing old pictures mm-hmm. and videos and stuff, but I think the common thread... You had a great thread. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a common thread among a lot of those stories were that it, it's not about the game, really. It's mm-hmm. about the community. Yeah. Like, yeah. so many people said, like, I would not be the person I am today or, like, I wouldn't be where I am in life. I wouldn't be doing the job that I'm doing mm-hmm. without DDR. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I wouldn't be living in the city. A lot of people grew up in, like, little small cities and now they live in, you know... You know they moved because of the DDR community what or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Moved to the DDRs to the centers. Yeah, or you know, yeah. met people and 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 you know, people have gotten married. Like I've like, been to three weddings through, of, DD, of ITG friends. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, people people meeting meeting other people and getting married through dance games. Like yeah. it's literally life changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just the whole 20th anniversary kind of celebration. DDR's good. DDR is good. <laughs> Gotta DDR's, say, DDR is in a good place right now. Yeah. Um, and so uh, speaking of just great, great stuff about the community, we uh, we also just came back from Fresno Frenzy Two last weekend. Uh, yeah, which was the probably the I think it was the biggest tournament ever. Well, the biggest um, I think it's the biggest so California. far tournament in California. Yeah, yeah. I think and, big, big Deal was probably bigger. Yeah, and uh, I think biggest in terms of like overall participation in yeah. there were there were three events. There was the lower technical division, 
which is a first for a recent four, California four events. Oh, four oh, events. Oh, yeah, four yeah, events. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I forgot double. So there was uh, lower technical, there was upper technical, and freestyle, and there was also a double tournament. And uh, so that's... That's a lot of stuff Shout going on. Shout out to the TOs. That, yeah. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I still don't have any idea how you all did that with one machine, two days. Uh, it was close, but like, man, way to go. <laughs> like, that's yeah, some Alex crazy dedication. Yeah, Alex and Zio and everybody involved yeah, they, did a lot of great they work. They were there yeah. the entire time. Yeah, from, yeah. from beginning and, to end. And Adam as well, the music manager. Yeah, yeah. They, they all worked extremely hard. So thank you. If you're, I'm sure you guys are listening. Thank you so much for putting on such a great tournament. Um, we got a lot of videos on our YouTube channel. And hopefully more coming. That's yeah. a nice YouTube channel. Great final match between uh, Chris and Jeff. Mm-hmm. And it was just like uh, Funga and Chris for life, I should say. And just just totally crazy stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, even even throughout the entire yeah. tournament, there were so many, a lot of close matches and, yeah. and like upsets. I mean, Ben beat me, which was an upset. Yeah. I mean, I ba- based, so on, I based, I on, based on seed ranking and, and, yeah. and yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of... He beat Renatalus. Yeah, 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 which is insane. Shout out to, yeah, I mean, no, no Bar Ben. ben. He, I was so he, nervous playing him. He yeah. went so far. Even like looking at the challenge, uh, like wins and losses things he he played the most matches of anybody in the tournament yeah i think uh, wow yeah um maybe other than top four because they did round robin but like mine was just like win loss loss and then his was like win win loss win 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 loss like he, he yeah that's crazy yeah. he's he's a fan it. of the show also and uh very nice guy and very humble so thanks for yeah. a lot of people flew in for that tournament or yeah. or drove down and i think that shows something to it you know i it was nice to have a lot of lead time for that tournament so that we could talk about it and people yeah. could spread the word. Um, if you're having a tournament, please have tournaments. Lots of tournaments will come out. Uh, just We just got to know when they are and where they are. And hopefully if we have a couple months lead time, you know, you might see us or, you know, it's just the key. Like more time in advance knowing yeah. about the tournament. And posting about it online. That's the key to making your event big. Yeah, able to hype it up and and give people that time to make travel plans like if they want to to come out to. Because it's cheaper and... Yeah. yeah. Well, Airbnb, I really, friends, whatever. I also really liked uh, having it in Fresno too, because if, if those of you who are not familiar with California geography, um, Fresno is like right in between San Francisco and LA areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got like the best of the whole state. Yeah, yeah I mean, people much. all the way so. from San Diego came up and Sacramento, Sacramento, yeah. and yeah, just from all over the state, and, and, and yeah, even as far as East Coast and Canada and yeah, yeah Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. It was so. really good. Yeah. So and yeah, just looking forward to to more tournaments in the future and and just us as a community keeping in you know improving tournaments. Yeah. Um. You know whether that's the stream or actually running the tournament itself or the rule sets or how to do lower and upper divisions if that's possible and yep. doing more things like freestyle and double like integrating more styles of play to get more people involved. Yeah. Yeah. And. Also, if if you live in a place where there isn't a like a community website or a community brand, like uh, we started SF Evolved basically to get everyone to you know be able to have a common thing to talk to each other and and stuff like that. And they were doing that. They're doing that right now with Ohio DDR. Uh, the like well, the, also the we, storm... we very much were not the first one. Yeah, so obviously we, not. So we we copied kind of like 
other people that we heard that were doing the same thing, like NCWO and uh, right, exactly. Guys. And if if you live in a state that doesn't have something like that, start it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like Michigan has a, a big you know coalition of players. I know, and um, K- Kentucky's getting a machine soon. I think. Yeah, so they, there's already a Kentucky DDR Discord. Yeah, um, that's so an easy way like like no effort way to make friends because you all like doing this thing so might as well just (laughs) like all hang out and like if for whatever reason god forbid you like don't like some of the people then like you still have this group that you can compete against and it's like whatever happens it's like you share this like really awesome powerful common thing so yeah like roger said if this thing does not exist go 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 found it it. go found it and let us know now, really, yeah. qu- really quickly, well, before we move you. on, so <laughs> we, we got a lot of stuff to get to, but really quickly, I want to get your guys' opinion about what you think about the uh, lower division, having the lower division in the tournament this time. Did you uh, like the way that that went? So I, I, I don't think any of us were in the lower division, no. so I think yeah. our perspective may be a little skewed, but yeah. I, I liked it. It was, it was nice that I think some people who might not have otherwise entered, entered the tournament, and that was good. Um, and... Thankfully, we have a scene big enough where it's actually possible for, for it to work like that. Yeah. It might not be the case in, in other areas where you mm-hmm. might just be able to have one tournament, but um, I think it's good. I think it also reflects that on the kind of the building the momentum. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The momentum seems to be building, and the fact that we could do it at all was good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I talked to some of the people that entered lower, and yeah. they were really excited about it. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people have those nerves of entering a tournament for the first time, and... Mm-hmm. and they're scared of, you know, just losing immediately or, or you know, yeah. get, getting, you know, totally crushed or anything where, you know, I think having everybody in a, you know, the lower tournament itself kind of, you know, the matches were a little bit closer than they would have been. Yeah, if, if, all, it's always more interesting that way. Yeah. yeah. I have a slightly different perspective. I, I think, like, I both am for it and I am against it at the same time. And I'll like just quickly articulate both because I, I know we have a lot to get to. But I'm for it because of reasons Dalton described. Like I love giving players a way to compete against each other and not have this fear of like running into like a top player and getting eliminated early. That sucks. Um, yeah. We've all been there when we started entering tournaments. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, it's more fun to play more matches. More mm-hmm. fun to play more matches. At the same time, I'm against it because I would like the like quote unquote upper technical community to embrace this rule set that's more inclusive earlier on um and ideally we can have more than one machine to play on which i think is a huge drawback like when when there is one machine it makes sense to separate out the tournaments for sure but i just want to see like uh easier difficulties matter uh mm-hmm. more earlier on uh and get harder later on but that's like a whole other conversation yeah and, but and i i, I, I don't like, i don't think it's just about the the easier difficulty it's about the gap in skill the like, environment. like, yeah, like I get that. no but i mean it's the, the gap in skill if you're having a newer player play an 11 if yeah if they're playing an 11 against a top player like it's still going to be you know sdp to like an you know 900k or whatever it, it's not really going to matter it, it's it's the, it's the skill gap it's not the difficulties which there was some confusion about that 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 i talked to you know, at least one person who was under the impression that the lower would still have yeah. w- would still have a higher uh, uh, difficulty cap. Like it would still have like 16s and 17s, but it's just people who weren't as good at them. And it's like no, it is lower yeah. difficulty and lower skill level. Yeah, um, yeah, which I think is probably the right way to go because otherwise, you start to wonder what the difference really is. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think like I think it just would be awesome to be able to play at a location with more than one machine. Like I, I would, yeah. I would have loved to have run both in parallel and have like more numbers in both. You know what I mean? Like that that would have been like or you know run the run 
one tournament faster. Yeah, yeah exactly. At least. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and give everybody more yeah. matches. Unfortunately, it, like, had to cut down on, like, some matches were, like, best of one, yeah, one song. Which is brutal. Yeah, not know. great. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. you know, working within the constraints that you have, you just... I think can't... the whole community is just still learning about how to how to do this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, every tournament is a, a learning experience for everybody involved, the among the, you know tournament organizers and the participants yeah. and just just everything that but they just it, every single tournament keeps getting better and better i feel like um and it's i think it's great to share those kind of resources and like what you learned with other oh, totally. other yeah, yeah. organizers yeah so. i would 100 percent do the lower tournament again i think it's like yeah. i think yeah. it's yeah. net very I, I think there's room good. there's room to experiment with yeah, it yeah, and totally. kind of tweak it and see what works best i think this was like probably one of the first instances of doing that sort of thing at least in you know recently yeah. recently so yeah. yeah and having it succeed also yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're going to go through some news really quick uh besides talking about the uh, tournament stuff so um as we t- as we alluded to earlier it is the 20th anniversary of ddr uh which is really special to everyone uh including konami as it turns out yeah konami had a great response uh somewhat unexpected although they, they led into it with a, a social media campaign that i'm sure you were all following um, but the, uh, it, it surmounted as a, uh, 20th anniversary kind of event where there were, there was a bunch of, uh, folders in the, uh, was it extra stage or was it all the time? No, it's all the time. Yeah. Uh, that you can select, uh, you know, from different mixes and play, uh, your favorite songs from those old mixes, the popular songs. Yeah. So there's basically, uh, you, you sign in and you get a, you get a new song, show me your moves, which is like a. Uh, celebratory song for the 20th anniversary um, as uh, the by se- tag yeah by tag and uh, the lady who did awake so it's cute it's another another collaboration between them and it's an 11 it's pretty it's pretty easy I think they made it accessible yeah they, on, they made on, it on purpose exactly they didn't want to be like 20th anniversary here's a 19 <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm sure they'll make a challenge 19 for it soon yeah <laughs> um, and then there's uh basically like four i think four separate folders there's one folder for ddr first through uh fifth mix there's another folder for yeah ddr max through extreme Mm -hmm. one folder for supernova one and supernova two and another uh actually i think there's five yeah one folder for x x2 x3 another folder for ddr the 2000 like 2013 and ddr ace Mm -hmm. and it's really cool because basically for each of these folders, there's a small selection of songs, and mm-hmm. they're kind of iconic songs for for each one of these eras. And when you play one, uh, you get the UI for like one of the old mixes. For the, the, instance, the, the interface, the graphics, yeah, the, and so the, the graphics, yeah, the, and the announcers, and so the background you, dancers. So you like, you play yeah. paranoia, you play paranoia or brilliant to you from the first from the first uh, folder, and you get the first mix UI. Which is first mix graphics, and yeah. it's like you have to play it on flat one X, and yeah. you get the, the they, old they announcer. Even, they even added like marvelous, yeah. but, but like in the, sa- and yeah, like in the fa- same and, and fast slow, I think too. But it's yeah. like in the same style as like the old. It's, it's super like sick. Great such attention to yeah, attention to detail, yeah, like yeah. just little little things. And there's just so much so much cool stuff about it. It's I, it's honestly really heartwarming to see because, I, th- like the response that like they're them doing this really surprised me because it shows to me that they care like on a level that I didn't really quite think that they did. Right. Like I, I, I knew that they knew how to make a good game because DDR ace is good. Right. But 
I didn't think that they really, like, were going to, like, dig deep like this and spend so much time and like, effort. Yeah, this is like craftsmanship. To, to yeah. put yeah. something in this game just so people can look at it and, and like, yeah. feel good. It's not yeah. It's not like a grinding campaign yeah. you, you right. would see in other games. You know, it's not like, it's not just to get people to, like, put more money into the machine. Like, this was truly, like, a, a really well-done tribute. And, yeah, yeah it definitely shows just, that they care. Yeah, I think tribute is a good word to yeah. describe it. Yeah. And there, there's so many good things that, like, for instance, for for each folder you select, before you get, uh, before the song starts, it'll play, like, a little kind of remixed clip of, like, a particular song, like, usually an intro song. Like, for the first mix, it's, like, the, um, the first mix intro song, which got remixed into Dance Dance Revolution later on. And then they show, like, a, a picture of, like, all the machines, and then there's, like, a tagline, and the, the, the one for the first for the first one was uh rise of a Revo- revolution and then there was for the max era it was uh the most memorable moment which is crazy because you know they they know right they know which ones were the best they ones. know that was the hit and they know that that most memorable moment was that pose with the max era. yeah <laughs> they, they know good old yasu and the supernova was like return of a revolution and the X series was what would like say? rise of a new. Era it was like toward yeah. toward the next decade. Yeah. yeah. And then the current one, which I thought was the the coolest one, where they show the DDR and DDR Ace logos, and they say "Let's rule the world together," which I thought was amazing. Yeah, that is just movie spoilers. Uh, <laughs> DDR Ace is, is actually the first international version of DDR that has ever existed. Yeah, I mean, we had Supernova before, but it was, you know, it's... Uh, I think that's what they're after. Not quite, not quite the same. It wasn't online. There was no e-usement or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, like, the connectivity, the online connectivity. Yeah, and... Thank you, Internet. And there was a a remix of Possession uh, by Soda Fujimori. 20th anniversary Uh, remix. Yeah, 20th anniversary remix. Which... Sounds a lot like New Century. Yeah, yeah it does. The, the beginning of it literally has some New Century layered under it. It, it may yeah. it may just be New Century and Possession put together. <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it's still good. It's I mean, really yeah, it's, it's really cool. New Century Possession mix. Yeah, we're they yeah well we're, together. Yeah, petition to just call it New New Possession because because <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's gonna get too confusing. Like yeah. oh, I got such and such score on Possession. Which one? Uh, P twenty. And it's it seems like there's still more stuff coming, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. They, for all of these things that they they've had countdowns on their website, like you know three days to go, two days to go. So I there's still another one leading up to next Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, Wednesday one. Japan time right yeah, it looks yeah. like there's one more song or maybe something else maybe something special but uh it's how many days away probably next week yeah yeah this is coming out friday i mean just just o- over the weekend so hopefully we'll hear something to tuesday super night. hype yeah yeah i mean i hope it's like three new songs that are for kc oh well, I, I mean i want something for kc i don't care yeah so i i want something yeah. for kc too yeah. but yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if yes. they did both? Yes. Right? So they, <laughs> I was going to say yes to whatever you said. Yeah, so they, they <laughs> like, did, yeah. say they introduce a few more songs. And then, like, here's what I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that they also introduce some KC songs. And then a new mix or something. Like, yeah. I'm just going to say, then a movie, then a, a sports anime, and then a, you know, an action figure line. Well, hang on. The mix, the mix is going to be at KC, right? Isn't that traditionally, like, traditionally how they well, do we Well, we, you know, you never know because, like... They, they announced a new nostalgia mix at KC, uh, same for uh, 2DX, I think. But uh, they didn't... 
so 2DX26, uh, is that Rootage, right? Yeah, and who knows what I don't think I don't think uh, Rootage was announced at KC. No, you think it, it was uh, just announced as yeah, an off 2DX thing. Yeah, 2DX are just like random. So I, I think that it wouldn't be un- it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for them to announce a new mix outside of case. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. We'll bring it on. I mean, whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. So we're excited. I'm Obviously, yes. you can tell. <laughs> Let's rule the world together. Let's rule yeah. the world together. Hey, that's a good title for the podcast. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, the uh, the main topic we want to talk about today is uh, is sync. Sync. Uh, Synchronization. Like Synchronization. Other chatter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. This is actually a topic that um, Sega underscore underscore Jane Genesis. Sega Genesis. Genesis on Twitter had asked as as an individual question in a previous mm. episode, but we thought it was such a broad topic that yeah. that it deserves a little bit more. Well, we talk about uh, it all the time. It yeah, comes up, it comes up in uh, the advanced techniques video on on our YouTube channel, um, kind of briefly. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's super important for getting better at the game, um, and yeah, we can talk. We, there's so many things to talk about, but. Um, I thought maybe we could start off by just kind of telling everybody what it is, um, and you know, like s- s- some people might be thinking, well, aren't all the songs on sync in DDR? <laughs> back back in back in the days of DDR Extreme, we thought so. Yeah, did we? So well, I mean, I mean right, for, the, for the for the most part, that I, I don't think it was as big of a thing. Yeah, well, I, back we then. weren't good back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, but also there wasn't good. marvelous timing. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so the I perfect mean, timing is big. Yeah, so sync just refers to how closely the the arrows line up to the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and typically, like you know, if it if it deviates at all from being you know perfectly on sync, which. Um, Pretty much nothing is perfectly on sync. I think maybe a it's couple. It's impossible things. to be it's perfectly impossible? on sync. Yeah, it and is I'll impossible. explain why in just a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so typically we refer to you know the deviations from that as as being you know early or late. You know, so if it's early, it means that the the notes are like, you know, you're hitting in order to get a marvelous, you have to hit the notes basically a little bit earlier than you might think based on your what your ears are telling you, and you know obviously the op- opposite for late. And you may hear this argument, or not argument, but like this, this like point, like sync is subjective. Like usually when people are saying that, it's because we as humans like cannot. Uh, maybe this is like, maybe your point's more hardware, Roger. But oh, we as lots humans, of stuff. okay, yeah, <laughs> we we can't like literally step with zero point zero 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 millisecond accuracy because that's just not how we operate. We're like imperfect machines. So objectively, just like like any. Um, thing that any wavelength you can measure there is like a set beats per minute bpm to every song right and mm-hmm. so objectively there is, is like there? a metronome yes there's a <laughs> metronome you can set to songs and there is every song has a bpm so therefore every song has a sync right yeah um, well maybe not so much the, so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this <laughs> but out object, there but subjectively sorry the just a thought subjectively yeah. like some people may have played like itg1 and 2 and be used to yep. the like generally late timing and so they would prefer if songs were later because it's easier for them to get fantastics or whatever that's so pretty much exactly what i was gonna say awesome yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, i just wanted to like throw that out there because i think that that the, like sometimes you'll hear like oh sync is subjective and it's like well, like every song has a BPM, so there's like if you listen to a song and you tap your foot, like that's that's the sync, right? Yeah, but but everybody has a different perception of right. where where that beat should be, mm-hmm. and depending on what the instruments are being used, like yeah, like I don't know a whole lot about music, but I've you know I've heard people use the term like attack before, like for how 
uh, clearly the, the the note hits. Like e- even if you have a note that is oh I see is that, that? that that is hitting, <laughs> Roger's gonna get into yeah, okay. some like deep I'm, deep stuff. Okay. But I just really quick no, like, that's a good like, point. like that's a good like point. um somebody brought up the point of Quasar mm-hmm. actually that in in the old Stepmania file for Quasar there's these notes in the middle of it that are very uh, ambient that they don't have like a, a very defined you know, start or end point, even if you like look at the waveform for it, like yeah, it's, the... got, it's got a long attack. Yeah. So yeah, what, what Dalton's talking about is that in the middle of Quasar, there's these sort of like trancey pads that go mm-hmm. like, dah, dah, dah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, at what point in that sound do you put the note? Right? Like, because when you have something like that, where first of all, when, when the person is making that, that song, that, that attack it may actually be different for each one of those notes. Mm-hmm. If they're and if they're literally just playing it live exactly. on a yeah. keyboard yeah. or a MIDI yeah. or something. And there's there's just so much to talk about. But I, yeah. I want to start off by saying that sync it's a good point. is it's not possible to synchronize yourself to the game, right? It's not possible to have perfect sync. And the reason it's not possible to have perfect sync is because you can't synchronize two clocks. If you have one clock and you have another clock, say two wall clocks, you can get them to look like they're on sync, right? Like you can you can move the, the hands of the clock to where you can't tell that they're not perfectly synced. But like on like a very small, imperceptible level, there will be drift between those two clocks. And when you have two clocks, you always have drift. And how many clocks are, are involved in DDR? Well, I've got a list of a ton of different <laughs> clocks here. So first of all, we've got the, I think the most important one, uh, especially for old style DDR, uh, like the extreme days, is uh, we've got the power grid, right? So we've got the power grid in America. And we're talking about Americans right now. So we've got the power grid. The power grid, the generators and the, the power lines and everything, they're all connected to each other and they're all oscillating at 60 hertz right 60 times per second we've got that clock and then that clock is driving the display in a ddr extreme machine it's driving it at 60 hertz but then we got the cpu clock that's running the game and then we've got the sound output clock and we've got the video card output clock and then we've got the game update clock we've got the pad io board has its own clock and in newer style DDR games, not only do we have the game update clock, which is running on one thread, but we have the input, like the actual input thread that the game is using to get the input from the device. Then we have an audio thread. And all of those things are not synchronized with each other. So Well, but good news. This has it, been it, clock talk with it, Roger Clark. With Roger Clark. <laughs> but, so, but, but, but. We no, don't, I mean, they like, don't. They don't have to be perfect. So they don't ha- exactly. Yeah, yeah. They yes. don't have to yeah, be yeah. perfect. And I think the the most amazing thing about this game is how good we are humans are able to get at being on sync with this stuff, despite the fact that it can never be perfect. And I think it's a really like kind of a philosophical kind of thing where it's you know you're trying so hard to be perfect at something that you can you can never reach it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can never be on. Well, you can get MFC, but... Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, is that... You, you have the, to draw the, the line somewhere. But yeah, that's a marvelous full combo. And so, 
even if the the sync is not exact, which yeah. it can't be. Mm-hmm. That's why we have good, windows. Good, good news. There's timing windows, yeah, yeah, which yeah, isn't exactly. which isn't a a single point. It is a window. It encompasses what twenty three milliseconds or something, give or take. Yeah, it depends on the window that you're talking about. Yeah. If you like, I think uh, I, I I it's fascinating what you bring up, and I, I love your perspective. And I think like one um one fun like test you can do at home uh. If you think you have the best hearing in the world uh, and you're the best at syncing things, just sync your Stepmania setup to the best possible sync you can do and then play Stepmania on Judge 8 and just see like when you shrink that window, how accurate you can really be provided that you can sync your setup to exactly the way you want it to be. It's super hard. It's like, like, yeah, like getting like TriStars, uh, uh, and like judge eight is just like really hard, like yeah. super super hard. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think all these imperfections you bring up totally. So they uh, all add up, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the the reason I started bringing up those clocks is because the the drift between them really does add up, and especially when you take into account the song, right? Like we've talked about this on the podcast before, but and we just talked about it with Quasar. But when you have when you're making a song on a computer, like there are more clocks involved in, in the, the software that you're using to make the, the song. And the reason that we use primarily electronic music in these music games is because they're more likely to be predictable, mm-hmm. right? And the songs where humans are playing these parts are or, always hard. Or lyrics. Right. And it's because humans aren't speaking or they're not yeah. playing these things on a like a mechanical level, right? Yeah. Try mm-hmm. timing the reflex on DDR. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stream. And the the attack thing is just a a huge factor because even if you look at, like, people say, look at the waveform. Wherever the waveform is, that's where the note should be. But it's not really like that. I mean, at the risk of sounding super naive, like, I kind of feel woke now because I feel like I (laughs) did definitely, and I'm sure maybe there are some people listening out there who who maybe will not as readily as me, as as I admit. But, like, um, yeah, like, I definitely thought, I definitely never considered, like, the imperfections built into machines just well, uh, yeah, yeah. part I think, of the I think chaos, the biggest basically. part is is mostly the song, right? And the, the songs are just not perfect. Yeah. And, like... My assumption is that electronic music is just, like, so predictable and quote-unquote perfect, but, like... Absolutely, definitely yeah, not. For, you know, I mean, there's, I, there's a lot of fudge factor, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, of course... And, I mean, but that's why the windows are the sizes that they right. are. Yeah, they're, and, they're and, big. And that they're not Judge 8, is because yeah. that gives you some leeway. Like, that is them recognizing, like, this is never going to be a perfect thing, but we'll, you know, give you a window that is big enough for you to be able to reach a perfect score. Yeah. Um, but you still have to work for it. Like it, it, it's it feels like a very conscious choice of the size of the the timing window. Yeah. Um, to um, account for errors in sync or hardware or you know whatever else they may be. So right. actually, we had a question. Yeah, let's go some questions. Um, I think like just to like put a pin on what we're talking about. Yeah. Like I think that in the way this manifests in DDR is you'll have some songs that maybe are on the earlier... I think you, you brought this up, so I won't necessarily, like, uh, recapitulate it. But, yeah, we should go to a question. Basically, mm-hmm. sync exists in DDR. It's imperfect. Some songs can be feel It could early. definitely be some better. Some can be late. I... Some can be both. Well, yes. Uh, so, so, let's, yeah. So, let's yeah. This. So, I think this is a good place to start, is that JV at Josh Vester had asked, how does a song get released not on sync in the first place? It happens so often now, it seems like it's, it could be something that is tested or fixed. Mm. So that brings up the conversation of, like, how are songs synced anyway? 
I um, wish I could phone a friend because Duckamuck worked <laughs> at Konami and made step charts, and he it's, would know. It may be have it may have changed by now. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what their their system is. I don't know that anybody really does. If, uh, if uh, I if I had to guess, I think it's still very human in that there's there probably uh, like. Again, I, I don't know how it works at Konami, but I, I'm pretty sure there's like only one step artist uh, per song, uh, maybe two if there's like somebody working on lower difficulties. But that one person probably chooses uh, effectively the sync. Yeah. Song, so, I mean, so. yeah, that's probably explains why there's such a variance yeah. in sync between songs. And yeah, if you're having a bunch of different people sync things, especially people that may not be at the level of the game where they can, you know, know what good sync is supposed to be, they probably sync it to be good enough to be yeah. for them to be able to step it and and for them to play it and say, yeah, that's that sounds right. But then when you get these, you know, pro players, really good people notice very small, like, oh, that's off by two milliseconds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they can notice those things. Whereas, you know, an intern or whatever working at Konami who's, <laughs> you know, syncing this this song may not know or or care or whatever right um so i mean there is that that human element to it and you know i don't think that they sit around for every song that's going to be released and pass it around the office and go hey what do you think about the sync on this i mean like like, there's three look there's three people right there's early mcnurly and neutral (laughs) mcgutral and late mcjade right and each of them work on the game, and so if you're playing a song that's on, it's made by Neutral, whatever name I said, and and then so on and so forth. So that's the way I think it happens. But uh, I think all these explanations, can yeah, make sense. Well, I, I think and also, we unfortunately don't know the real answer. We're just all postulating. So having worked on you know computer stuff in the past too, I think that um, since DDR is a computer game, uh, there's all kinds of stuff that can go wrong. It's there. also a product, yeah, right? It's a, it's a product too. Yeah, that that you know. Um, goes through changes. Changes get locked down at some point. Yeah, you, you got to get it out some at some point. Yeah, and, and oftentimes, like you know, uh, the comment mentioned something about not not fixing this stuff, and I think that a lot of times that's a very intentional um, choice because that people have gotten used to you know the challenge of playing the song at, at that when it's off sync or if it's early or late or if it drifts yeah. or something like that. The, so there, I think there's the, been a few cases where they have fixed sync on yeah, things yeah. where where yeah. destination. Uh, yeah. Um, Antimatter, I think yeah. they fixed at one point. Um, still not perfect, but it's yeah. better. Um, so I mean, I think they do recognize, like, oh yeah, we messed this up. Yeah. Or I think there was there was an instance where like one song was off by an entire like quarter note somehow, <laughs> um, and they like patched that in and fixed it. There, there were a couple of notes that were uh, brought into like the new engine from some of the older mixes where they they corrected them. Yeah, um, so bag like, comes to mind. Yeah, expert yeah, in challenge. Uh, Captain Jack. Uh, so I mean, yeah, they, I, I think they do fix things, but they're not going to sit there and like resync eight hundred songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a few milliseconds here or there. They're like, yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, it's it's. Which is we're going to sit there and stare at it forever, and they're not going to. And it, I think that's, you know, that kind of sucks, but it's kind of the reality. And I, I do wish that it was a little better. Like, yep. I think that. Consistency you know, is key. I, I, th- I think I'm probably the one of the ultimate Konami apologists, but really, there, it could be a little bit better, right? Yeah. Like I think, especially a, a lot of the older songs. I think they're doing a good job nowadays with the stuff that they've been releasing. But, uh, but yeah, who, who knows if that, I don't? That's I don't want to hoarding like old stuff and not adjusting to new hardware. Or yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to just like 
make a bunch of arguments for why things have to be bad because I think that they could be better than they are. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but um, I think the question comes up is like, should we have to deal with bad sync? And or I, or or I think bigger issue is that. It, bad sync is part of the game. Exactly. Yeah. That's you, what I was going to go for. Yeah, yeah. you have right. to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. My, my, my notes here say, should we have to deal with bad sync? Trick question. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sorry. Because sorry. that's what it is. And also, getting good at the bad sync will make you better at the good sync. Yeah. Right? The better you are at playing stuff that's really broken, the better you're going to be at playing the stuff yeah. you like. Just like you said, it's an unattainable goal yeah. to have everything perfectly on sync, so the more you can adapt, the better player you are. This is a good, any more questions? Yeah, it's a good segue. Uh, Omni Anton uh, from down in SoCal. Uh, yeah, good segue. Brings up, you know, uh, why is purposely trying to hit late so much harder than trying to hit early? At least that's how it is for me. I agree. Uh, yeah, I think, I think many, people would, yeah, many people would agree. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think like if you want to take like, um, like, uh, psychological, like, uh, the way your brain processes information, like there's a lot more of your brain dedicated to like view, like seeing than there is hearing. Um, so you can imagine that like your brain having to see the arrows that are like so ingrained in your brain is like, that is the, contr- like you see the arrow, you hit the controller. Like that is like what you're yeah. through and throughout what you're doing that can, uh, those signals can get ahead of you waiting for the auditory input to get that confirmation that you're hitting it on, on sync. So that can be one reason, but like, honestly, like I th- a lot of rhythm games are early. And so like, I, I think that like that. If you're if you play a lot of those if you play like 2DX and stuff maybe earlier on DDR is easier for you so it really is a subjective yeah. thing. I, I think uh, that there's something about like preventing yourself from doing something is always harder than doing it. That's right. That's like, also true. Yeah. And doing it a little bit too early. Yeah, it's like so with impatience with maybe. the with the late stuff you kind of have to instead of just going off you kind of just have to rein it in a little bit and mm-hmm. you know whenever you're like confronted with something that you must do like DDR is telling you you have to do this right now but and then you have to tell yourself well okay maybe not right now maybe kind of <laughs> maybe like 4 milliseconds yeah. I mean a way to a way, I mean just like st- stupid simple experiment that you can do right try to play DDR with your eyes closed it's way harder it's than impossible. playing DDR with your ears closed, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. that's just like the way the game works. Yeah, no one and plays so it's like a hundred percent like audibly or orally. Yeah, like, pe- that's yeah. A, that's another people, thing. People that... say that a lot. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm an I'm an oral player. There's actually right? a question. I'm an I'm an, I'm an aud- 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 like an audible player, and it's like or visual or and it's like audible. okay, dude, like <laughs> yeah. Well, so not I mean, really. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean. I think some people do rely more on one than the other. Yeah, I mean, it's a complex mixture. Yeah, right? but it, it's never 100% one way yeah, or the other. because the arrows are visual. Yeah. Right? They're graphics. It's a complex mis- mixture that I posit people can't reliably tell you which one they are more of. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely... And I think there are I also... Think, I, I just think that's like... A, I don't know. I think yeah. there's also I, some, I some reasons silly. why people want to believe that they're one or the other. Like, a lot of a lot of musicians I, I hear from this, they're like, oh, I'm a musician, so I, I, I play... By uh, ear. Audibly. And it's like, well, okay, like, what you're, I, I think part of that is they, they want to be like, oh, I'm a musician, so this is the way I do it. But like, you know, I'm a musician too, but like, in order to get good scores, you gotta play visually. It's just like, what you gotta do. Yeah, I, I think learning both is important, and learning what works for you, um, but, you know, for slowdowns, I think playing visually helps a lot. Yeah. Um. I or I kick the speed, you know, speed mods way up so that I can play more visually. 
Definitely. Um, I know that you know Chris for life. Like if he's trying to MFC something, even if he has it, uh, uh, like memorized completely, like still has to have the arrows there in order to be able to time, um, and you know kicks the speed speed up so you can like see exactly when the arrows are overlapping with the targets. Yeah. Um. So I mean, everybody kind of does it differently. Um, we've gone to uh, a few of these questions now, just uh, by nature of talking amongst ourselves, as we tend to do on this podcast. Uh, so I do want to I want to mention this one too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Blazing Calf or NRM uh, asks about the difference between SD and HD calves in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they say, uh, how are you guys able to adjust to the different syncing between machines in America and Japan, SD versus HD calves, so quickly? any particularly strategies that you use um, actively to adjust, or do you just get used to them? And that's standard definition and high definition. Yeah, so actually... Yeah. And Blazing Calf went to Japan for KAC this year, yep, so yep. He, he knows, I, I, he's familiar with the Yeah, so this is kind of uniquely a... Because in America, and, and um, actually, no, I, would, I was going to say the whole the rest of the world, but that's not necessarily true. Um, but primarily in America, we only have DDR ace on white cabs, uh, but which in, are but, HD uh, HD cabs, yeah. yeah. But but there is a difference because uh, in Australia they have an HD cab. It's a black cab uh, or an X cab. That's what they call it. And uh, the sync is actually different on that one than yeah. it is on a white cab. And uh, to tie that in, actually, uh, Hikari DDR also asks us: Is the sync? People say that the sync in DDR A is better than its predecessors. Why is that? And uh, there's actually a lot of technical reasons for this. Um, uh, particularly with uh, some of the older mixes, uh, it looked like Konami was actually trying to uh, make like a one-size-fits-all software solution for all the cabinets. Um, but since DDR Ace, they actually uh, made special versions of the software for each cabinet, um, or actually each I.O. particularly. So that's why it feels so different. Um, but it's well, it's better in Ace because yeah, I I, it's I think targeted. I think that may, that question may also be referring to. Just like getting the, used to. No, I think I think it's referring to the timing in Ace, not necessarily the sync. Yeah. That that I think it's that Ace is judgments. really. Yeah, it, it's it's the yeah judgments. It's not necessarily yeah. the um. That's true. The it's ju- not the sync because yeah. I think people pretty much universally agree that Ace is later than a lot of yeah. um previous DDR mixes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The term so Ace so late. I, yeah so yeah Ace Which late. Is, so I think it so, basically has to be. Because of the HD screen, you can't send graphics right. back in time. Right, right. So yeah, so I think that, yeah, I think. But there are. I, I think this the question may have been confusing sync for the 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 timing Windows engine. Whatever happened with with how Ace works, that it feels a lot easier to time. Yeah. But I don't. That's not a. Uh, that's it's not a sync that, thing. Not yeah, a sync yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, I want to get yeah. back to NRM's question with the HD how, SD adjust, cabs. Yeah. yeah, I think like I think everybody has different strategies. I'll just share mine. Um, like I think what I have some go-to strategies when I go to like and like one of first of all like I don't when I go to new places and I do a lot of traveling. Like I don't collect like shot glasses or I don't like. I don't like DDR. Yeah, I go to the local arcade (laughs) and I meet people who are playing DDR and I just talk to them, right? That's and play with them. That's the best thing to do. So, uh, A, just yeah, for context, I do this a lot. B, um, I play the songs that I know the sync of slash I really like and I just see how they feel different. Like I just have have fun and playing and I just do that. Mm -hmm. And then I also try to 
like play a song with few notes so that I can see visually where I need to step if it's any different. Like, and so like after like two sets, like I typically feel okay with like knowing at least if it's like earlier or later, um, I may not be good yet, but like that's generally how I felt. And I felt like, um, I don't know what it was like for you, but uh, you all, but like the Japanese cabs felt slightly earlier for me. Um, I don't, yeah, I I don't, don't know. know if that was like a well, real the, difference. The but... SD cabs are earlier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I played on, I went to go play with uh, Ginex Yasu, who's a, a Japanese player. And yeah. he, and he has crazy MFCs. Oh yeah. He has like he six, has... 600 yeah, MFCs yeah, or something really... at this point. Yeah, yeah. And they're all basically all on a, uh, black, um, SD cab. Uh, which a lot of people, you know, go, oh, no, I prefer the new ones. The new, you know. Yeah, that's actually it's but, the oldest generation of cabinet, the basically the first generation. Yeah, and um, I got some good scores on it too. That like I was like, how did that happen? I don't know if to attribute that to sync or what. I kept kind of joking with them. Yeah, there's I, lots of different I, factors there. Yeah, you know, I, it, I said, I said, oh, your your machine's broken. Like it, it's <laughs> it's just too easy. Like some, you know. Did you ask him for that I and I? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I think if you're having trouble, like, and may, that's the kind of the sense I got out of this question is that if you were having trouble adjusting, I think there's a psychological component where if you go up to a new machine and you're not doing that well on it, like, and you think to yourself, oh, well, this machine is like off, so I'm having a hard time. Well, you know, it's just try and ignore it and try and do as good as you possibly can on it and just try and adjust. That's what I do, right? Like, it's like you you go up and you play and you try and do well and as if you can try and release the fact that it might that you think that it's the machine's fault then you know just just go go ahead and do it i know, i guess that's kind yeah, of rambly basically but. practice makes perfect like the more that the more you practice on like switching machines like if you're like omid and you're traveling a lot and you're playing on a lot of different machines uh, you'll it does take a long time to get used to it, but that, that amount of time that it takes to get used to it gets shorter and shorter mm -hmm. the more machines... And some of it is literally the distance between the pad and the the game. Yeah, it's something we didn't too, even yeah. talk about and yet. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the other that's clocks. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a clock, but... <laughs> it's, you know, it's just physics of how yeah, long so it, it takes. Is, though, it is a clock. It is. It's, if you have a stopwatch... It, yeah, because the light has to travel... Well, it's like light fast, but sure, sure. sound is slow. Yeah, and like, and you, the variable is like how fast you're breaking. Oh yeah, that's stuff. just a whole nother yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah. but it, just in terms of the sound, like if the machine is three feet away from the pads, sure. or if the machine is one foot away from the pads, like ev even light, I mean, it actually so makes a difference, like <laughs> in milliseconds. Yeah, because sound does not travel that fast, yeah. right? Yeah. So if the if the pad is really far away from the machine. It's you're gonna have to go late, earlier actually because the sound will hit you later, and you're just going to have to adjust, right? Yo, so it's that's trippy. It's weird. Right that's Somebody do the math on this. Of, yeah. Of, yeah, I did. I did, and like a difference of a meter is like I don't know something just like two two milliseconds or something like mm. that. Maybe I'm I might be off. But <laughs> you, Any physicists in the audience? Yeah. Uh, so maybe I, I, we could uh, start to wrap up, actually, with uh, uh, David B., who asks if, if uh, he thinks that players overthink sync too much. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think maybe it causes a lot of mental overhead? Yeah, I think at a certain point, you just got to go and do it, right? Like, you got to just try and go for the score, and it's really easy to come up with reasons why you're not doing well. And I, we've talked about this in many episodes, but it's all up to you. 
you know, to to overcome the difficulties of of the game and get the best score you possibly can. So, you know, if if you think that you're getting way too tied up and thinking about whether something is early or late, just hit the arrows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I could I... not agree more. Like, I think it's about, like, once you know Saberwing Headshot is late, you step late and yeah. you master the song. Like, that's, there's, like, it's like a if this, then that formula. Yeah, and, like, you, don't, you don't need to be thinking about it You constantly. don't need to, yeah, you don't, yeah. there's no need to belabor the point that it's late. Everybody knows that it's late. You don't need to keep talking about it and keep, like Roger said, making excuses why you're not getting an MFC. Just, like play better it yeah just like... like everybody's playing i mean basically everybody <laughs> yeah. is playing on the same right. playing yeah. field yeah. i mean which may, is good yeah. different cabinets may yeah. have slight variations but like for the most part everybody has the same issue yeah um so it, it's just one of those things that you have to you have to overcome if you want to be a good player um you have to pay attention to sync and and if you're if you're just an uh, an up and coming player like this may not be something that that you have to be a hundred percent yeah maybe not yeah. don't even worry about it at yeah. all like like at this point but when you get to the point of wanting to you know get some more pfcs or whatever or just working on consistency yeah uh, yeah and it's something to be aware of but it's not something that you know you should be overthinking mm-hmm. too much um i we haven't even mentioned this episode yet but but if you can enable fast slow yeah. Um. Through the the uh, Pacelli basic course subscription, um, costs a little bit of yen. Google it. There's there's some guides on how to set it up. Yeah, we can link that. Yeah. Um. But the the fast slow indicators will tell you if you're stepping early or late, mm-hmm. which helps you determine the sync of the song. Which so, fast is you're stepping early, slow is you're stepping late. Just FYI. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you're getting fast, that means the song is late. Or you are early. Well, yes. But but generally, if you think you were stepping on beat and you're getting fast, yeah. that means the song is late. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Later than you think, basically. Yeah. The thing is, like, it can be it can be either the song is late or you... Because, like, another question I remember is, like, uh, getting good uh, judgments on candle steps, right? Which is anytime you... I don't, I don't know why we call it this as a community. We should <laughs> veto this. But basically going, like, right foot on up, left foot on left, right foot on down. That kind of pattern where you move your foot over the center panel. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we call that. It's like stepping over a... Can- we could step over a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, like the reason why those are hard, are, in my opinion, is because people tend to rush them. So you will, like Dalton said, you will get fast. So keep your eye out. If you're doing candles and you're getting fast, which is very typical uh, as you're an up-and-coming player, like try to do them more deliberately and i think uh sappy i believe left a good comment which is like use that first step as like a half of the time you need to get to get to that third step it's like the eighth note um yeah which is like yeah you should think about it as like if it's 16th note candles uh and they're like in in patterns of three it's like separate those out in your head so it's like that 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 um, actually, like, uh, Sappy said, use your dominant foot to create the eighth note. Okay. Which actually, I didn't. I haven't really given that much thought. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, some people do like hit harder with one foot to kind of keep the beat, mm-hmm. and then use your other foot, you know, to hit the the other arrows. Um, you can't always use your dominant foot depending on what the run starts on or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you use one foot to kind of step a little bit louder and, and set the beat, and then 
just move your other one around a little yeah. bit more. Like that's that's strategy that I have some. Um, I would also I recommend, like in just in general, try and step, try and hit the note as late as you possibly can while still getting a marvelous. And this practicing timing this way, like sniping the note as as late as you possibly can, will train you to deal with lateness, which is much harder to deal with than earliness. But also, like, at least in DDR Extreme, uh, the timing windows have a late bias. And I assume that it's the same way in Ace, where, you know, you're penalized for stepping early, but you're not quite so penalized for stepping late. Hmm. And so, for instance, in DDR Extreme, the perfect window is bigger on the late side than it is on the early side. So you're more likely to get a great on DDR Extreme, for instance, if you step early than you are if you're doing this, doing it late. And it's probably the same way on Ace, too. And I think that by doing this, you're more likely to get a perfect instead of a great. Uh, and you're also training your brain to 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 rein it in. Mm-hmm. And rain, to rein it in instead of going off, yep. right? And yep. that's good. Yeah. I just want to mention that uh, Candle PFC question was from Alex at Alexar. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's a TO? Yeah. yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah. So I think that there's one other really good question um, from Watson Tungjanyatham. Tungjanyatham. Thank you, Roger. Yeah. Um, who says, uh, do you have different approaches when uh, MAing? Uh, this may not be directly related to sync, but I think we can talk a little bit uh, about sync. Um, do you have different approaches when MAing boss charts like 15 and above? Uh, it feels like there's a major difference in stuff like let the beat hit him versus common break. My perfect timing seems all over the place. Um, so I think this relates to sync. Because, the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, yes. But I think this relates <laughs> to sync in that if you're playing an easier song, um, you're fo- you, you can focus more of your mental energy on the sync. That, that yeah. you can be actively thinking about it 100%. for every step, yep. um, basically. And, and keeping that in your mind of thinking sync, 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 sync. But like when you're getting to playing 18s, you're spending so much of your mental energy moving around. Moving around and yep. trying to read the patterns and 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 that you really can't be thinking about sync that much. Um and it's the same thing with time like timing sync and and everything. It's just all this like mental puzzle. You only have so much mental energy and it just depends on what your you know putting that energy towards yep. at the moment. Um even physical energy uh, I was telling somebody the other day that that it's kind of a sliding scale that once your physical stamina gets to the point where you can do harder songs, then you could start using more of that mental energy to time better on those songs. Yeah. And they just kind of like increase with each other so that, you know, if you can physically do 18s, then when you go down to 16s or something, you can spend more mental energy timing and you're right. not and you're not using so much of your your you can conserve your movements more. It, it like all interplays with Definitely. each other. Yeah, um, I think you got to train yourself to see to to be able to think in between the notes, right? Because like that's really what you're doing when you're trying to time is you're trying to see each note individually and use the time between each note to think about ah how am I going to hit this next note? And if you can't if you can't think, then you need to work on physical stamina or you need to work on your concentration 
or you just need to train your ability to see the space between the notes, even if they're very fast. Mm -hmm. More familiarity. I, I want to yes and both of you. I think, like, both, I love what you guys have been saying so far. I would just add, like, tactically, um, I 100% ghost step, uh, which is basically adding notes that are not there to keep the beat, for those of you who are not aware with that for that term. Um, I ghost step insanely more on easier songs because that is how to your point roger how i think between steps is yeah. i love i love keeping the beat like going because that helps me focus on each individual note and then like uh for harder songs one thing that i see new players do all the time that i uh, play with especially at ceremony like uh shout outs to all of you who are listening uh, been just hearing such nice things from y'all lately um yeah, it's just like rushing notes. So when you play harder songs, there's a tendency to rush notes. So how do you FA or MA harder songs? You do exactly what Roger and Dal Dalton were saying, is you try to deliberately hit the note. Um, thanks to your earlier point, hit later. Uh, try to like play engraved mark, uh, expert 16, with those tower drills, right? Roger's not a fan of that. <laughs> the people are going to rush those nine you point know, nine times out of ten. Try to just do those tower bits as deliberately as you can as practice, like because I, I realize it's a hard hard song for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, like I think it's like easy songs. My tip is to go step as much as possible. Hard songs. You kind of also want to go step as much as possible. Yeah. As much as possible, but you're trying be, to conserve energy. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fine balance, a spectrum, like you said. So, yeah, I think that those are the two things I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is one thing that people, yeah, people tend to rush. They see a lot of arrows all at once, and mm, they just exactly. try and hit it as fast as they exactly. possibly can. Yeah, which is, you know, it's good because it, it's a you, natural you'll do it. Yeah, it's a natural you know, response. You want to do it, and yeah. then once you can do it, you can work on tightening the timing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good way to look at it. So... Um, All right, so I think we're going to start wrapping up with just uh, going over some events that are coming up. Um, yeah. More tournaments, of course. So uh, Valkyrie Dimension, the online tournament, uh, ends on October 21st. Yeah, so girls, if you haven't submitted, it's a girls-only tournament, by the way, um, haven't submitted your scores yet, make sure to do so by October 21st. Um, so there's another, there's an upcoming tournament uh, in Ohio, in Mentor, Ohio. Uh, Mistake on the Lake, October 20th at Round 1 in uh, Great Lakes Mall. Uh, it's the only DDR Ace Cleveland. machine in, uh, in Ohio. Uh, uh, after that, actually, I'm noticing one that's not on our list. There's uh, October 27th, Saturday, there's an Irvine tournament yeah. back in California once again uh, at Dave & Buster's in Irvine Spectrum. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll be down there, we'll or at least I will. <laughs> I, I will 100% be there. Yeah. I may or may not be there. Oh. So this uh, the mistake on the lake is that the first Ohio DDR Ace tournament? Yeah. Yeah, and so that actually has that has online qualifiers uh for it which are due by the morning of the tournament basically. Um so if you're interested in going to that, uh there's a Facebook page for it. You can just look up uh, mistake on the lake. And uh same with the Irvine one. Yep. You can look up like Fall or like what is it? Fall Irvine, DNB Irvine, DDR. Yeah, just know. use Search Irvine DDR. Search those things. Use the keywords. Yeah. <laughs> AOL keyword DDR. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so Rhythm Core presents uh, Tricks or Beats, a spooky Halloween theme, presumably tournament in uh, Middletown, New York. That's cute. Uh, that's October twenty eighth at uh, the Round One in uh, in Middletown, New York, which is Crystal Run Galleria. 
Um, also coming up is a uh, somewhat close to us uh, down here in the southwest, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Desert Journey, November 3rd at uh, Round 1 Coronado nice Center Mall. Yeah, so that yeah. I, I think that round one like just opened. Yeah, 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 I think that's the first DDR Ace tournament in uh, New Mexico. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's New Mexico's brand new DDR Ace machine. Congratulations! Shout out to you if you're in New Mexico and you play DDR, because I have I don't think yeah. I have personally met any that New Mexico sounds, players. That sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, can't I think uh, <laughs> Julian. Yeah, it, Max Ninja. Yeah, yeah, Max Ninja. Cool. Yeah, I think he's the one organizing that. And, Great. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you there, dude. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then after that, a uh, pretty big one, Raja the Garage 5, uh, yep. which is December, early December, December 7th through the 9th, and that's uh, back in Columbus again. Or that's Columbus, Ohio, which is different than Cleveland. Uh, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> they both start with C. All, all, all the C, C towns in uh, Ohio. I'm super uh, excited for that. I, I'm looking forward to it as like a re, like a... Basically, KAC stopgap. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, so, good to see all the Midwest folks, East Coast folks. It'll be great. Yeah. Roger's Garage is a, it's not just DDR. It's uh, a bunch of rhythm games. Yeah. Um, and and other games, too. Uh, oh, right. Like yeah. goofy games, serious fighting games, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that should be pretty fun. Uh, I'm thinking about going. I'll, I'll probably go. Definitely um, go. Yeah. Big Deal 3. So the Big Deal was the Texas tournament. We, we t- alluded to that earlier in this episode as being one of the biggest tournaments ever. Uh, that's coming up in uh, March 29th of next year at uh, the Round 1 in Grapevine, Texas. See what see what we mean about, you know, hyping up your tournament yeah. early? Yeah, like, so yeah, that's, that's a lot of lead time. That's a lot yeah. of lead time. I f- yeah. And is, I think everybody everybody needs to go to the big deal. Yeah. I mean, this is like the most tournaments we've ever announced in one show, right? Yeah. I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. It's getting I mean, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, and I, I think I even... Eight? Maybe probably left some out. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah. Le- probably left some out or wasn't aware of some. Nine. If if we did forget one, uh, send us a uh, uh, a tweet. Yeah. Uh, at SF underscore evolved, and we'll make sure to mention it on the next episode. Yeah, and a, and a quick uh, shout out to uh, Philippines DDR, by the way. Yeah. That they had they just had a tournament there, I believe, um, with sponsors, and they had Hell a, yeah. they had a crazy like setup with TVs and stuff, yeah, and so like. A trailer video. Yeah, like it, it, the, the like the production quality of it, like all the graphics and everything, like, Hell yeah. and and just the Philippines DDR, there's a Twitter account I believe, a Facebook page, like they have a whole brand, you know, it's like S evolved kind of, but for Philippines DDR, they have a great community there, like, and I, you know, I don't think that they get enough recognition, so I just yeah, want to, like, they're, awesome. they're 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 doing great things, check it out all the this. things that we we're talking about, um, so yeah, check out Philippines DDR. Uh, so lastly, uh, if we missed it or if we did miss anything, it will definitely show up on uh, ddrcommunity.com. Uh, so go to ddrcommunity.com/events uh, for a list of all the upcoming events and look for one in your area. Start Maybe. some. Mm-hmm. Tell Start us about some. it. Yeah. Snap, so snap, snap. It's now time for the tap set of the week. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, I'll start. Um, or Omid, did you want to start? Or, or, there's, I some, point, I there's some pointing and, and <laughs> No, I will, I will go second. Oh, okay, all right. So um, I'm going to choose Wadatsumi. Uh, it's a uh, pretty good song from uh, 2014. And uh, I actually uh, lost to it at the tournament. Or no, uh, I almost lost to it at the tournament. And, oh, uh, okay, let's, let's just brag here about me. winning a tournament. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was actually, it's a really tricky chart. Uh, the 16 is what I was referring to, but it also has a great uh, difficult chart. Yeah, it is. it is good. 
And uh, so the uh, it's it's in Japanese, but the uh, the album artwork is uh, the lady, the the gold lady with the crazy hat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good song. That's almost my favorite sixteen. But the song I was gonna pick, which you all already know what I'm gonna pick, is Possession EDP Mix. <laughs> oh. Cool, because that's my favorite six. Man, we're going to have a rough set this week, <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> so shout, shout out to uh, Dave and Buster's Possession Eat, Drink, Play. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think it's in 2013, is that right? So I have to ask, mm, do, you, do you like it more than Possession, Normal Possession, the 17? Uh, I mean, yeah, now for emotional reasons, yeah. Uh, why is that? Uh, because humble brag, you're allowed to. J- James did, and I got one, so because you can go for it. I was the only person that beat Jeff at this last tournament. Hey, yeah, what'd you get? Like two perfects? Three. Yeah, which is my PB. Really nice. Yeah. Thanks. I saw that. Thank you. And I will pick um, from Dance Dance Revolution X2, Vanessa. This is the hardest setup. Yeah, sorry, it's all it's all sixteens, y'all. But you know, okay, and so Vanessa, at, at least you'll have to pay close atten- attention to the sync because it's, <laughs> oh, it's it's a little late. It's a little late. Is it? It's a it's a yeah. lot late. I don't know. I played it yesterday. I, this is my humble humble yeah, yeah, brag. Yeah. I played it yesterday. So maybe maybe don't pay attention to the sync. And, and, Whatever works for and you. And I got I got nineteen <laughs> perfects on it. That's pretty good. So, so um, great I, job, guys. Y- yeah. So, j- to... so Ro- Roger, do you wanna you wanna? Oh, I'm good. Brag about any nah. scores? Did you get any MFCs recently? Uh, no, I'm good. So to, to tell the audience... Uh, I got some MFCs recently. Want to hear about them? We, we don't talk about our, our uh, taps of the week beforehand usually, so it's usually a surprise. And I am just so surprised that nobody picked Sync for Forks. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. We, we done goofed on that one, y'all. Yeah. Um, so we actually, we're starting a, a special thing now where uh, we're going to allow the community to uh, pick the extra stage. So if you pay for premium, which uh, everybody does. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I totally thought you were referencing something on the podcast. Like, like if pay you for the premium. Pay, pay for, for the premium, premium podcast. podcast. We'll get you on the extra stage. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Nice. Um, but so uh, uh, this week's um, Taps of the Week extra stage is picked by at uh, Ben Madsen Gaming on Twitter. And he picks In the Breeze. And uh, to go along with that, he says it's an absolute jam and a very unique chart. It really is. It's... Uh... Got a lot of syncopation, got a funky bass line, and it's a banger. It's a banger. uh, The notes are are written to the bass line, which is uh, pretty crazy. So a lot of yellow notes. And it's an eleven, but we were all saying before the show that it's uh, it's a pretty technical eleven. So I would say it's like eleven point nine, perhaps. Yeah, it's 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 a rough one, but it's a good song, good chart. Yep. And how's the sync? Yeah, yeah. So so feel free. Feel free to play our normal tap set of the week and, um, you know, throw an, throw an extra stage there. And it's yeah, gonna we're let... just going to take over your whole, <laughs> your whole, your whole session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Fraxtel for providing the, uh, the intro, intro and, outro. and outro music. And uh, make sure to follow us on social media. We're at SF underscore Evolved on Twitter and SF Evolved on Facebook. Uh, more Twitch streams coming soon. We're at we, SF underscore Evolved on Twitch. Can we tease a potential date? Uh, I think we're going to do uh, this Tuesday. Yeah, I this think that's Tuesday. the plan. Yeah. Tuesday the, what is it? What is it? Uh, the 9th? So 9th of October. Your Twitter timelines a toasty. Yeah, I think we're so, going we're gonna to be playing Step Maniacs at Omid's. Or, and, or Step Mania. So, yeah, which is the current setup. Yeah, whichever... We can we can do a crowd democracy kind of thing. <laughs> well, I think it would be nice to show Step Maniacs if you have any interest I'm, in doing that. Let's because do it. 
the the audience may not have seen it much. Yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, we can do something similar to your doubles broadcast, where we have folks uh, that can swap out playing and talking about the game. I'm happy to do most of the talking about the game, and you guys can do the playing <laughs> yeah. since I played all the time, uh, and I have a lot of knowledge about the game, having uh, both made five charts now and have had the machine awesome. for about a year. So it's. Uh, Super fun cool. game. Yeah, looking forward to that. See so you Tuesday. See tune you Tuesday. in. Uh, that's yes. October 9th. So uh, sub- you can subscribe to us on Twitch. That'll yeah. be on twitch.tv uh, slash sfevolved. Yeah, yeah just come hang out. We're, we're just going to be doing some casual stuff. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, we just want to do some more, you know, casual streams. of hangs. just Yeah, just hangs and, yeah. and, you know, getting people might in, do some, involved some in, extreme in questions. Too? Some more yeah. extreme later? Yeah, Roger and I did a, a double extreme no bar. mostly no bar yeah uh, we'll be doing it again soon yeah all right well thanks everyone for listening and thank, thank you, you for playing, playing.